Well, welcome to the podcast. It's been a while since uh, we've had one of these, and uh, just uh, hope you enjoy listening to this one. Hope you've had a, a good summer. Um, I've been on sabbatical and had time to think a bit and uh, pray a bit. And I'm going to be talking uh, today on a talk called "Good Opportunity to Die." It's a good opportunity to die. But just before we uh, yeah, hear the talk, uh, let's just pray. Father God, we just want to ask that you would uh, speak to us wherever we're listening to this, whether we're in the car or out for a jog or at home. Pray that you'd speak to us in different parts of the world, speak into our hearts that we might be transformed and renewed by your Spirit. And we just want to ask that your word would be in this talk that you would be speaking that you would be moving that you would be touching our lives so come and breathe on this speak to us we pray in Jesus name Amen I'm going to read a passage from Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20 And I said that this was called, uh, it's a good opportunity to die. And I'll explain that in a moment. But we're just going to look at Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, which says, I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I was thinking about um, some things in life recently and I've been making a a new CD, a worship CD and I've been thinking about ideas and strategies of things of what to do and how to maybe sell this CD or get that CD out there and I've come up with all kinds of different ideas and then other days I just think, man this isn't going to work, you know, this is, there's nothing that's going to happen with this CD and I've been thinking about these different things and then I've thought, well what is it I can achieve? But there's something that we probably need to do in these situations when we face decisions that's really countercultural. And I was seeking some advice from a friend about what to do with a CD and different plans. And he said to me, well, it's a good opportunity to die. Now, that might not sound the most helpful advice from somebody. In fact, you might be taken by surprise, as I was, if somebody says to you, well, you know... As I've been listening, I think it's a good opportunity to die. But bells were ringing in my head because for a while, at least a couple of weeks, I believe that God had been speaking to me about that passage in Galatians that said, I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And we might ask, well... What does it mean to die? What does it mean to be crucified? Well, we know for Christ himself, he was crucified on a cross, suffered great pain, suffered uh, agony, which ultimately led to death itself. And what does it mean then for us that we've been crucified? Well, it doesn't mean that we've been put into some kind of daze, some kind of spiritual daze or sleep. 
in Christ, but when we come to Christ and we're sorry for our sins, that when we've been looking to him to be forgiven through the work that he did on the cross and as he rose again, defeating death, that we can have life through the Spirit and that Christ now lives in me through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's an incredible mystery, that we've been crucified and it's now Christ that lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God. And so that's just an immense thing that for those who've trusted in Christ, that it's actually Christ who lives in me. That the old has gone and the new has come. And so when we try to return to us being in control, when we try to do our own thing, even in the name of Jesus, there sometimes comes a collision when we're doing that in our own strength. See, we can preach or we can lead worship or we can be a gardener or cook or play sport and do a lot of these things for selfish gain. But, or do these things on our own strength, thinking that, well, I'm, I'm gifted at these things, I'm skillful at these things, and I don't really need to pray much, I don't really need to get on my knees and depend upon God and seek his life in me. I can do these things. But then when we realise that it's Christ that lives in us, and it's him who guides us, and it's him who wants to breathe out of us, we need to realise that we have to die in order for him to live. We need to be on our knees, prayerful, dependent, hungry for him to be more alive in us. And the overflow of that is that people will see and hear and taste Christ as he is alive in us. In Colossians chapter 3, it talks a little bit further about this. If you've got a Bible, you might want to turn up to Colossians chapter 3. Reading from verse 1. It says, Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on the things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. So when we are to realise that our focus should be on God and his will, we are to really be saying in our lives, God, what is your story for me today? What is your story for the, the cosmos, for the universe, for this world, for, for everybody? What is your story and when it talks about setting our hearts on the things above, it's not necessarily encouraging us to be people who forget about what's going on right now. Because God's kingdom is present and future. And so this hope that we live for is not a hope whether we're going to be people just hanging around on wispy clouds or out on some star, swinging on a star in, in, in the cosmos that this hope that he's talking about, about us fixing our eyes on the things above, is upon the things that are glorious, upon the things that are of God. Because it talks about how where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, it's about us focusing on glory, upon what is more real than real now, what is more true than true now, absolutely reality, as opposed to just focusing on 
the tangible things that we feel we can get our hands on, as it were. And so when it talks about setting our hearts on the things above, it's talking about us looking to his glory, to where his presence dwells, and we're to have a different mindset. It's about getting God's perspective on things and not just holding on to our own control and having a small, tiny, narrow view of what our lives and the world is about. And there's a sense in which we've died and we are hidden in Christ and that it's Christ that lives in us. That we don't just have to have these busy lives with Jesus tagged on the end. But Christ is the core to our being and breathing. Christ is all. And so no matter what we're doing today, whether we're on our way to work or coming home from work, whether it's picking up the kids or whether it's going off to university or college, it's Christ who's the core that's the energy that we operate out of. Out of him is what we do. Not doing, 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 and then Christ tagged on the end. But it's about dying to self and Christ living, that Christ rising up in us. And out of him comes true life. It's about dying to self and Christ living. And this dying to self that takes place brings a freedom that comes from him. You know, often in our lives where we struggle and where we stress, it's like, what is going to happen next? What about my job? What about my degree? Where am I going to live? Where am I going to get money from? And it's often these things that we're trying to keep control of. Often these things where we're having that perspective that's too here and now in our own terms that we then need to say, God, you are in control, that your story is already in motion. Where should I be? I want to do your will and not my own. What should I be saying? How should I be living? I want to live as you live. Christ, come up and rise up in me. Live in me more and more. And it's hard to live a life of freedom glorifying God when all we do is cling to the old and the tried and the tested. That what we might seem to think is more comfortable is actually just not the case. It's not bringing freedom in our lives. We must realise that this is when we're crucified, and by his grace we're no longer people just doing our own thing, but it's about Christ living in us. So we can't be people defined just by our job, whether we're a doctor or a minister or a student. We can't be people defined by our status, whether we're married or single or divorced. That's not what our lives are defined by. That's not what gives us true life. We can't be defined by money, whether that's we think we're rich or poor or somewhere in between. We can't be defined by these things alone. Louis Giglio, in his book, I Am Not, But I Know I Am, a bit of a, a head twister there. You might have to rewind that one to think about that. I am not, but I know I am. He says that the story already has a star and the star is not you or me and here's why that matters if we don't get the two stories straight everything else in our lives will be out of sync we'll spend our days trying to hijack the story of God turning it into the story for us and this is so true that the culture we live in is so obsessed with celebrity and about 
big upping ourselves about saying that I'm the most important, that I need to be the biggest and the greatest and the strongest, that it's not about having a reality check and saying actually what is the core of our being, it's about Christ being everything. And so we need to think differently as Christians, we need to realise that it's Christ that lives in us, that the old has gone, the new has come, and so we live in a different way now. We live for Christ and we live for him alone. And maybe we need to think about that today. Maybe we need to reflect on that even for a moment or two now just to ask God to come and show us what is it to live for him? What is he asking us to be in him? What is he asking us to do for him? And that Christ would live in us and breathe out his glory let's reflect on that for a moment Father God we we ask that you just come now show us what it is to die and for you to live show us what it is to know you to be in you for you to be in us come Lord you God that you've enabled us to know what it is to live in you because of Jesus because of his death on the cross and his resurrection and we thank you for that life that we have we thank you for that hope that glorious hope of a future where everything will be made new that we will be fully restored resurrected and we thank you that that is a glorious day to look forward to help us to hold on to you In Jesus' name, amen.